Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Blog Talk Radio. Let's flip the track, bring the old school back. This is how we go. stars from amateurs to professionals they're all just working hard for success this show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams and now here's your host sasha marina hello hello everyone thank you so much for tuning in today i'm your host sasha marina and you're tuned into the sasha marina show so today i have a, a comedy filmmaker indie comedy filmmaker and um with a touch of some dark side humor with with him um i mean he's he's one unique kind of guy i've I've looked over his work in the past two weeks since he submitted to be interviewed um he is also part of the shock Festival festival this past weekend in the rally studios in los angeles california and um i mean i don't know really he he's done a lot um he he's worked a lot with funny or die and um He's just a, one of them top comedians with, with just like some that kind of weird humor behind it. I mean, it's not for everyone, but hey, what the hell? Um, he he did a short film that's called Death by a Thousand Pups. I know that he has it on Vimeo. You guys should totally check it out. It's just a it's 
it's funny because it's it kind of touches in with a with a with a known you know subject people that go out and and um what's that called they walk their pubs and stuff like that I I wouldn't know how to really describe it but um but yeah Matt, Matt Brookins is is pretty cool pretty cool guy so without further ado I'm gonna have him on the show Hey Matt how are you Hey really good how are you Good evening good evening I'm good sir So let's talk yeah. more about your uh. <laughs> Your comedic and filmmaker skills. How how did you um, manage to put those two together? Uh, well, I think you know. Obviously, I am absolutely hilarious and a fantastic <laughs> filmmaker. So okay, I had to do something about that. No, I I guess my brother and I just started making films as kids and. You know, he makes films, I make films. Uh, he lives in Chicago, and I live out here in L.A. And uh, I've just always loved it, you know. I'm a, I am love making people laugh and amusing my friends. And, yeah, so it's just kind of been something to keep me occupied. I just, it, it keeps me busy, and, and I just love cinematography and, and making people laugh. So it works together pretty well. What about your... Because you don't have, I mean, there's all sorts of comedy, you know? But you have yeah. a very, uh, you, you touch another side of comedy, which is, you know, it's somewhat of like a, a dark comedy. Tell me about that. Why Why does that dark comedy kind of reel in your attention more than others? You know, um, I, I can't say that I had like a troubled childhood or anything. I just... <laughs> You know, I want to be like, yes, I was locked in a box for five years, and that's why I make dark comedies. I'm really warped. Yeah. But I think it's, I just, it's interesting. It's that life or death thing, you know. And then, mm-hmm. like, I, I was always into the, the creative filmmaking in, in movies like Train Spotting, and, you know, it's dark, but it's like, you see so much, like, awesome, like, visuals and stuff in, in movies that are more intense. Whereas comedies, you know, like Saturday Night Live or Seinfeld or something, usually you're just looking at a set and it's kind of flat. But I love mm-hmm. cinematography and moving the camera around, kind of like the Coen Brothers. I've been a big fan of their stuff forever. Uh, so I don't know, just something about the dark um, element. I guess I, you know, I, I went through a goth industrial metal phase and a punk rock phase and a you know I'm just kind of maybe it's angry maybe I'm just pissed off about a lot of stuff <laughs> that intense internal anger that you still haven't uh tapped into um you know I, I there's all sorts of comedians in this world and um I, I sometimes I feel like the more independent comedians tend to be the funniest because they're just trying so much harder for people to laugh at their jokes, you know? One of the most mainstream comedians like Kevin. Yeah, you know, Kevin Hart has already lost his, um, I feel feel like he's lost his charm already. I remember when I first, his first, uh, his first movie, you know, thing, comedy tour. To me, that shit was hilarious. When I said, when I saw the second one, I feel like he had already, he was already burned out. Like after that, like he's not even as funny anymore. I feel like he's trying too hard now. So, um. Totally sold out. Huh? He totally sold out. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in, in my opinion. Um, and anyways, I how do you you as a comedian? How do you manage to still keep that 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 comedy in yourself alive? Well, 
it really helps that I am independent, which means mm-hmm. I don't have a boss lording over me telling me, hmm, I don't think you should do that one, Matt. That looks a little too risky. So I get to, I get to say, hey, that made me laugh. I'm going to do it. And nobody tells me what to do. Um, you know, no, no, no lording over me bosses. That really keeps you free. And then, and then another way I, I work is like if I've had an idea for a while and I'm still interested in it and it's kind of stood the test of time, then I'll make it. Because I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, I always have ideas for making a short and I just, you know, I've made so many that by this time I can kind of crank them out. Oops, sorry, my stereo just kicked out. Um, I can make short films pretty quick, but now I'm kind of like setting them more. Like back in high school and stuff, my brother and I would just shoot them. Just like, what do you want to do this weekend? I don't know. Let's make a movie. Like what? Uh, how about Axeman goes crazy and kills many people, and it's funny. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, well, you know, movie making is a lot more expensive than just grabbing a video camera. Like if you want it to look good, you have to at least have two lights and maybe a sound guy and maybe, maybe like a dog or something. You know, you've got to spend some money. Yeah. Uh, but um, so now I'm like with this puppies movie. I, I, uh, I kind of like thought about it for a while. I'm like, yeah, I still want to make this movie. I, I just want to make it. It's not. It's not particularly the funniest. It's really my first foray into more horror horror. Although it's got some mm-hmm. cuteness in it. But um, yeah, it's yeah, definitely just, a, a puppy talk for the cuteness. <laughs> yeah, so like a a good balance, I think. So. Even though I was somewhat confused in the beginning, let's let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this short film. What in the world was going by through your mind when you said, "I'm gonna make a movie about puppies"? Was what was was your first idea a movie about puppies? Was your first idea puppies eating a human? Because it's two, okay. two different things. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: uh, Are you a dog owner by any chance? No, I'm not a pet owner. Mm-mm. Okay. Well. Let me tell you, my wife and I got a dog last year, a miniature okay. dachshund, the little wiener dog. She's in the film. Okay. And, yeah, like, uh, we're new dog owners, you know. We're taking the dog to the park. We're learning about how to raise a dog. It's a big thing. I mean, you know, you have a new life form that you're taking care of. And uh, have you ever met someone, like, you'll know someday if you ever own a dog. You'll meet people who are like, they think they're Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, and they're like, you know, well, you should really, you know, raise your dog this way, and you shouldn't let him pull on the leash, and, you know, do this and do that, and don't, you know, and after a while, it's like, dude, just leave me alone. Let me walk my dog, you know, so what? She's pulling on the leash. She's a puppy. But, uh, yeah, I guess. That, you know, I met a lot of people that were just, you know, everybody tells you how to raise your dog, and it's kind of like, you know, if you tell someone how to raise their kids, that's kind of rude, you know? It's just kind of like, hey, come on now. So Yeah, I've heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like there's a line where you, you're, you're kind of calling me a bad parent. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so this is kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, the movie is kind of like, it looks at both sides, but it's kind of like a payback for, you know, the, the dog owner who's been stepped on and made fun of and told how to raise their dog. Uh, so yeah, and then I thought, well, what would be the most horrific 
because uh, I wanted to do a horror film. I'm like, well, what's the most horrific thing this person could do? And, well, you know, if you're a snooty dog owner, maybe the ironic way to die is to get eaten by a bunch of puppies. I think, you know, that's it. That is that is very ironic. Um, and that that you mentioned about people saying how to raise anything, or you know, people people are very interesting. And I'm and I'm talking in general. I'm, I could talk about I could be talking about myself. It's just some people that think yeah. they know about a certain subject so much, and like they said, they they'll tell you that 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 dog food that you're feeding your puppy is it's going to give them cancer. You they they just know. You know, they just know that that's the worst dog food to feed. You have to feed them this and the kind of food. I used to have a cat, and they would tell oh, yeah. us all sorts of things. Oh, no, the cats can't eat. They can't eat cans because cans are bad for them. Oh, you know, in the in the little balls, they could only have it, like, once a day. And I'm like, bro, do you want my cat to starve? That's like telling me that my baby could only have one bottle of milk a day. That doesn't make any sense yes. to me, you know. So at the end of the day, <laughs> so at the end of the that's day, what I'm you talking about. You know, yeah. my is. Don't be there judging me. Oh, my yeah, dog's yeah. alive, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, did your did your uh, girlfriend or wife participate in this um, in the film in the making of the film yes. as well? Uh, she is my wife now. We are married as of this year. Okay. And, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, we have a lot in common. You know, she's a filmmaker too, and okay. she helped. Uh, she helped a lot with this. Uh, her name is Ashley. And she took my last name, but uh, her name is Ashley Brookins, and formerly Ashley Nichols, and she's really talented and really hot, and I'm so lucky. And uh, she's really good at uh, editing too. And uh, she helped with the camera. She did one of the cameras, and uh, it was a two-camera shoot. And mm-hmm. she also did the score, except for the classical music, which we bought from the uh, like stock music, but. Um, he scored the like electronic kind of horror stuff, and I got to tell you, she's really good. But I, you know, I'm lucky. <laughs> so, so shout out to to Ashley. I mean, your husband's trying to get some cookie points because he's been he's been working up your name there. So give it yeah. to him. Yeah, if you need an editor, yeah. hook her up. <laughs> Perfect. So both of you guys are filmmakers. How is that? How is having a a, a filmmaker partner? Somebody that pretty much just, uh, do you guys share the same vision and, and work, or does she tend to work in other sorts of uh, genres of filmmaking? Um, well, it's it's great, first of all, um, that you can come home and talk about ADR and, you know, <laughs> slow-mo and, and frame rates and, and that sort of thing and, and have your partner, your spouse, know what the hell you're talking about. So if I'm like, yeah. man, this I wish, you know, I got to convert this from ProRes to, you know, H.264. She'll know what I'm talking about. And it's kind of like a nice thing. You can communicate uh, about mm-hmm. that thing. And then I can run my ideas by her, and she can pick ideas to me. And it's really nice. Um, and, you know, we have different styles. And she works in documentary. And she does, um, but not only documentary. She, she did uh, animated stuff. Previously, so um, she, you know, is a good different point of view. Uh, my mm-hmm. stuff tends to be a little darker, funnier. Hers is dark too, but I don't know. We're both uh, we're both growing as filmmakers as well. So I think it's cool. You know, I recommend 
you know, if you're dating someone, share the interests. If you're a filmmaker, don't date, you know, a chemist. I mean, maybe, maybe opposites attract, but I think, you know, birds of a feather flock together, and it just, it's made a lot of sense, and we're having a great time. So, that's my advice on love line. Well, that, well, that was some nice relationship advice there. So that's nice of you, Matt. <laughs> Definitely, people should totally, you know, find find that thing that makes you guys click. And if it's filmmaking, hey, you, and and the thing with filmmaking is here that any I think that any uh, any part of the industry, whether it be filmmaking, whether you want to be an artist, whether you want to be an actress or whatever the hell it is, definitely having that oh, one yeah. person behind you that supports you, it's gonna be it makes it so much such much of a better journey, you know. And I agree. And I guess she'll share your pain whenever whenever you guys are trying to fund a movie. You know, funding movies has been the subject of, of the week for these past two weeks here on the Sasha Marina show because, I've, as you know, I've been interviewing a lot of the filmmakers that were part of the Shock Film Fest and, um, I mean, the Shock oh, yeah. Fest Film Festival. And, and they all spoke about the same thing, funding. Funding for your oh, movie, yeah. whether it be a short or a feature. It's just funding, and that sounds to be such, I guess that's like the big pressure point for you filmmakers. And um, mm-hmm. for this for this film, I know, I know it was a short, about a four-minute short. Did you have any sponsors or anything like that, or was this mostly out of pocket? Well, here's the thing. Uh, this was mostly out of pocket. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a filmmaker, and I have Ashley's sister, who's in the film, uh, she plays the uh, the uh, serial killer dog owner that feeds the people to the feeds the woman to the dogs. She happens to work at a camera rental house, and mm-hmm. so uh, that helps. We got a big discount on lights and stuff and and cameras. And um, but mostly, you know, here's what I do, and that's always been a debate. And and I'm glad you brought up funding because it's a big it's a big thing in the way you know it's a big part of how do I get this vision achieved? And what I've, what I've always done is, you know, I used to live in Chicago, and it's like there's not a lot of film industry there. There's some commercials mm-hmm. and rap videos, but there's not much else. I <laughs> always videos. like... Yeah, the rap. I mean, that's, I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but um, I always worked a day job, and I always tried really hard at the day job, too. And mm-hmm. I've worked in advertising, like I'm a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And that has, you know, I can help. It also ties into film with the skills I'm learning and the people skills and, like, poster making and web design and that sort of, and marketing. But that really does tie into filmmaking. So that's kind of kept me, you know, okay with keeping advertising as, like, a day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's given me money to, you know, make my films and not go be a PA on someone else's film and be be like, why am I not? Why can't I make my own movies? Oh yeah, because I'm, you know, a PA and I don't earn any money and I'm helping <laughs> someone else achieve their vision. No offense to the PA, but I'm sorry. I'm looking okay. to do on like rough timer films and stuff, but um, it, it's given me independence uh, to have that day job. But the dream as I think most filmmakers have, is how do I make my films, you know, earn their keep, or pay me. I want them, I want the films in theaters. I want to get out there and show people awesome movies that they're really entertained by. 
and that should earn me a living. So that's yeah. what I've been working on is, like, I think you have to give. You really have to, like, give and, you know, work on that script and make sure it's awesome and take criticism and, like, live on it and, like, make it better and better and better and get feedback until you make something that's, like, undeniably good. And and then practice, you know, practice your craft. And, you know, eventually, then, which you, you can do what I'm doing now, is I have a new feature I'm really stoked about, and I've written and rewritten and rewritten and polished, and I'm, I'm like, man, it's, it's, like, tight now, and I'm ready to start pitching it. And I'm like, you know, I'm gearing up for a big budget feature. So okay. that is going to be a different way to fund it. I can't just do that with my day job of advertising, you know. Now it's like, <laughs> you know, get invested yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The day job won't cut it. No, okay. I'll be brilliant. You know, I did go for it. I did. Uh, I, I funded a feature, The Art of Pain is a feature dark comedy. And mm-hmm. I was paying that off for like, five or six years, I mean, I was just like, why did I open all those credit cards? Don't do that. Unless you're ready to pay for five or six years, because the dream of being Kevin Smith, that shit has sailed, but ship has sailed. Sorry, it's also shit, but yes. Um, oh, you don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, you know, oh, I'm just going to make a cool indie, and it's going to go to Sundance, and then like, the money will come in. I'm not exactly sure how, but, you know, it'll get distributed. I got distributed. It made me, like, $1,500. The movie cost me, like, a lot, a lot more than that. And, you know, getting on Netflix, yeah, that's nice. Gets you, gets you a good credit and stuff, but it doesn't really earn you money. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough, tough racket right now, but I, I think – Maybe there's something coming in the internet, and this is what I dream: is that there's a day when the filmmaker gets the money from sales of their movie, just direct. Why is there all this middleman? I guess there's infrastructure, but you know, if I host the movie on my website, it should be able to go to other people, and I should be able to earn money on it. So I've been kind of looking into figuring out how to do that, but I don't know. Maybe I think probably I'll just go to studios and be like, hey, I've got a great movie we can work together on kind of thing. Stories of a filmmaker. It's the, it's a, it's the depressive side of the, the story of the filmmaker, you know, because you see the happy side when the filmmaker got the awards and getting nominated and this and that, but the real sad story is behind it when you guys are just so depressed inside and paying off credit cards for five years. That's just it's totally depressing. Ooh. I know, I know, it, it is, it's a sign of, you know, dedication to your art, maybe a little, you know, maybe I'm a little bit of a dumbass, just enough to make me keep going in there and pay in for these things, but, you know, we're artists, we don't care about money, right? You know, um, tell me about, tell me, well, can you give us some insight on this uh, feature? I know you don't have to disclose anything because I know it's it's better to keep those things still, you know, inside your bubble. But um, what is your idea behind this feature? Oh, the new one? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a secret, but I can, you know, I can give you a little a little kind of pitchy 
synopsis. Um, it's called Unicorns Incorporated. It's a comedy. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I couldn't take uh, a movie serious if it was called Unicorns Incorporated. No, it's okay. really serious. It's a hard-hitting drama. For <laughs> real. Uh, <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Yeah. So it's a comedy, and it's uh, this unicorn-obsessed sugar junkie, and she hits the big time selling her kitschy, cheesy pop art, and then you know the power and the fame go to her head, and she turns into, you know, an evil, manipulative, power-hungry asshole. And so that's okay. Unicorns Incorporated. <laughs> All right, it's, it's very interesting, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on Netflix, you know, Netflix yeah. some new movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. <laughs> uh, Matt, tell me more about your... your um, your experience with Funny or Die, you know, I, I know this is like it's, it's like a very big thing, but I'm not sure how is Funny or Die just a website? Is it a web show? Is it a TV show? What is Funny or Die? Well, Funny or Die uh, is um, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's baby. They put together this website where anyone uh-huh. can put up a film and it gets voted funny or uh-huh. like that. And uh, I've had good fortune enough to put up, oh, three or four films on there. And they're all, you know, they're all still firmly in the funny category. Uh, you know, it has been voted. So, you know, that's, that's proof that I am, in fact, funny. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a site. I, I, if you have a film, you can submit it, and it gets, you put it up there, and, and then you can open it for voting and, yeah, it's a good way to – it's like a YouTube, you know. You can share it uh, with people. And then uh, a couple of mine got on their top, you know, top ten for like five minutes or something. <laughs> when you put mm-hmm. them up there, if you promote them right, they, get, they, go, they rise to the top and then everybody's watching them. And, uh, okay. yeah, it's a, great, it's a great way to, you know, further promote your work. Okay. I kind of get that now because I, I – um I was actually in LA this past uh, summer, and I and I met a couple of people that were. They say they were doing uh, they were doing something for Funny or Die. So now I'm guessing that what they were doing is probably deemed part of a production or funny film or something, you know, to be put up on yeah. Funny or Die. So that makes sense. That makes yeah, totally sense. Yeah, they've got two categories. They they make their own films, and mm-hmm. then they have like uh, filmmakers submit their own. Uh, and Funny or Die presents was like the HBO show. So they've got like three types of Funny or Die films. Okay. And I think the show shows them all. The stuff they make and the stuff users submit and then, you know, it's on HBO or something. Is it HBO? I'm not exactly sure. It might be IFC. Shit. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, it's live anyway, so... I'm not doing the course. Oh, right. right. Uh, <laughs> uh, how was your experience at the Shock Fest uh, this past weekend? It was, okay, I'm just going to come out and say this because it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Our movie didn't play because there was a technical malfunction and they were running late. Oh, man, I'm not surprised. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we were sitting there in the audience like, I think it's going to be playing soon. And this is 
you know, I, I gave him a Blu-ray, and it was nobody's fault. I should have brought, I should have brought an extra, and I don't, you know, I, Gil was really cool about it. Um, but I think, you know, Gil has said, and now I'm putting him on the spot, but he said, you know, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Let me, let me make it up to you. You know, next fest, you're, you're the first selection. And so we promoted ourselves, and we walked around. We were all dressed up, and then it didn't screen. And then we're like, oh. But there are worse things than, you know, having Gil say, hey, you, let me make it up to you. So uh, Shock Fest was a blast, though. We, um, we all had fun. Uh, there were a lot of fun mm-hmm. films, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, horror, like just blood and, and babes and like ghouls everywhere. It, it was <laughs> horror fans are the best. I highly recommend going to a horror film festival and just camping out and watching the films and just laughing and getting scared <laughs> and it's just a blast. And I mean, Dill drove up in this giant hearse and. There's like zombies walking around everywhere. I don't know. It's it's a hoot. So, you know, Halloween all year, I'd say. Okay. All righty. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, you enjoyed your time. I, I totally, the reason why I said it is how am I not surprised because in this business, you, you just, it's just something, there's always a technical malfunction somehow, somewhere. Did you see, I don't know, I, I don't know if you saw the Golden Globes or whatever, and the red carpet, how the freaking red carpet flooded. Can you imagine that? You imagine people swimming through there? That's ridiculous. How how is something, how does something like that happen? I don't know. Uh, the technical difficulties you, happen all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, they do. And uh, my dad said something. Um, he came up. I'm from Springfield, Illinois, and my brother and I were premiering a film in Chicago. And my dad mm-hmm. drove up, and I think he summed that up pretty well. He's like, uh, everything put on by artists or musicians is always late, and it's always <laughs> got problems. And I'm like, oh, Dad, no. Oh, you're kind of right. Shit. Yeah, it, uh, it is totally right. It's totally right. Even in, in the middle of right. production. It's stereotype, yeah. but, you know, we artists are like free form men. You can't hire down the schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I think That's for the most part, uh, it's a huge feat. I mean, Shock Fest was a huge feat when I, I look at it and all the work and all the planning that went into that. And they don't have funding, you know, really. They have some sponsors, but it's mostly like, I mean, people are working for free and staying up all night and drinking coffee to to get it get it done, and it's all done on like goodwill. Uh, so you know, yeah, there might be a technical difficulty here and there. Next time, I'll bring a bunch of DVDs, and I know I, I did bring a thumb drive, but it's just going to happen. And you know, back in the day, I, I used to get bent out of shape about stuff, but you know, what's the big deal? It'll screen again. I still got to, you know, get my picture taken with my lovely wife on the red carpet at Shock Fest, and it was a blast. And um, I hope they go on for many years and get those technical difficulties ironed out. <laughs> oh, Gil. <laughs> We're putting you on the spot, but hey, that's just the way it is. Uh, so, hey, yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to, to see one of your comedic pieces other than on Death by a Thousand Pups. I mean, I hope that you, you keep at it. You know, I wish you and your wife, um, uh, you know, luck and, and everything you need to make it in this business, you know, especially in, in, in comedy. You know, uh, I feel like there needs to be more, more comedy in this world. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, so, I think so too. You're you're welcome. Um, people, I know you have a YouTube, you have a Vimeo, you have a Facebook. Do you want to mention so people can um, look you up and pretty much just keep up with your comedic vibes? All I can say is Google me because it's. I mean, you'll find everything. Fortunately, there are not too many Matt Brookenses in the world, so just Google Matt Brookens and then maybe filmmaker, and you know all that stuff comes right up. So there aren't, you know, I'm. There are many other people with my name, fortunately. As I'm saying this, people are naming their kid Matt Brookens, I think. But if you, if you Google me, you'll find all that. Oh, he's a cool kid. You know, he just said Google me. I mean, anybody else would have said that, yeah, sure, look up my website. But he just said Google me. So just Google him. Apparently, he's just that known. So, uh, oh. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I know it's uh, 8 o'clock over there, but it's 11 over here in Miami. And, um, you know, no problem. Thank you for staying up, you know. I know you got parties <laughs> to go to, so. I <laughs> parties to go to. Oh no. Oh, it's, it's actually how's the weather over there? You know, I know there's been some fires going on, and over here in Miami, for us, it's real freezing right now because you know, 40s is is just beyond cold and beyond belief for us. So how's it over there in LA? 40s right now? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like 75 here right now. That is totally Although, weird. We just we just had some like bipolar ass weather. Like yesterday it was like rainy and I went I my my boyfriend takes me all the way to the beach to see this supposedly full moon and all we saw was clouds and rain and then we're like, Wow, out of all days, you know, we try to be cute and it doesn't work. So, um today <laughs> the <laughs> today the skies were all clear and freaking freezing and I didn't get to see him, so who cares? But yeah, Miami uh. is just the day of I mean well it's the city of bipolar weather. If you ever make it down here, you'll know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I've been. Yeah. Uh, actually, my wife's from, from, well, she's lived in Miami area for a long time. And okay. I went there. She knows what I'm talking yeah, about. It. <laughs> it's, more, it's hot, you know, it's humid. At least you don't have forest fires. But it's uh, 40 seems yeah. unreal to me. <laughs> no, it, it totally is. It really is. So, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Once again, I wish you continued luck and success for you and your wife, and uh, keep it going in this industry. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me, and uh, I love your show. Uh, Thank you. You have a great night. Bye-bye, guys. All right. You too. Take care. So make sure you check out Matt Brookins um, pretty much everywhere. Like you said, when you do Google him, his Wikipedia and his IMDb and all of this and that, yada, yada, things come out so you can search up his work and his bio and his existing or, I mean, his past uh, directorial works and so forth. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today, and uh, bye-bye. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details.
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.